What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen back here in the San Diego Prep Insider Studios with the week four. It's week four, right? Week four. Week four, four nice. preview show. That is the voice of Bodie De Silva. As well as Tommy Morris. Noah Laxina is not with us. We send our uh, familial thoughts and prayers with Noah. He's with the fam this week, taking care of business. Floating around in the background here at the Blast Radius Coffee Studios is Coach Simons from the Bishop's School. Don't know if she'll make an appearance or he'll make an appearance, whichever one of the two Simons is that coaches at Bishop's. They're both pretty cool kids. So if you've just joined us for the first time ever, this show is dedicated to previewing all the upcoming games. A little bit of top 10 talk. It's going to be a special interview at the very end. Maybe even two interviews, depending on uh, how many guests we're able to get. Uh, but uh, we're going to start with, for the first time ever, because you know, I think now that we're a couple weeks in, we can actually um, intelligently discuss it. It's no longer just you know wild conjecture. And that's a little bit of reaction to the top 10. Uh, for this, we are using the San Diego Union-Tribune media poll, so it's comprised of more or less... A, a decent, healthy cross-section of San Diego. Inclu- dudes. <laughs> yeah, including one sociopathic lunatic that voted for Saints at and number it one. It wasn't Bodie. Um, told us it was not Bodie. Yes, it was not Bodie. Somebody put Hilltop in the top ten. Somebody put San Pasquale in the top ten. They won last week. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah, they did. They're going to win this week, too. But we'll get to that later. All right, so here is the San Diego uh, Union Tribune media poll. Number one is Cathedral Catholic. Number two, St. Augustine. Been working on how to say that correctly. You, you telling me that wind thing actually got me to do it right because yeah. I was, I was shout really out, shout about, out, shout out the yeah. People's Librarian right there, Sean Pomato. Uh, number three is Helix, the Highlanders, the Scotties, the Winners. Uh, number four is the Lincoln Hornets, who does not like me on Twitter. Number five is the Carlsbad Lancers, who is done with playing out of section games. Finally, we get to actually see them. Number six is Steel Canyon. Number seven is Mission Hills. Number eight is Torrey Pine. Number nine is Grossmont. The team that held the section record for most offense in a single game for a grand total of one week. Wah, wah. Uh, then number 10 is Oceanside. Other teams receiving votes is La Costa Canyon, Granite Hills, Madison, Scripps Ranch, San Diego, San Pasquale, the Bishop School, who now holds the record for most yards in one game. Fun side note on that, Tyler Buckner, their quarterback, now has a verified Instagram after that. Um, good for him. Was that, was that what put him over the edge? I believe so. Oh. Uh, and then finally, Hilltop. So, Bodie, let's start with you. Just, we don't, I, like, don't don't take me line by line through all 17 teams receiving votes, but just uh, you know, two or three reactions, two or three teams. Like, just what kind of is interesting to you now that we've got a couple of weeks under our belt and the, of this voting? Yeah, Cathedral's win, wins the last two weeks nationally, obviously, and so they've picked up the majority of the, the first-place votes now. To They have 30 of the 31. Um, Helix, despite the out-of-state loss, they've stayed up at three. Um, Carlsbad had the, the out-of-section loss last week, but they've hung in there at number five. Uh, Mission Hills dropped the early one, and they've now obviously bounced back up. Uh, so I, I think it's kind of moving to some some evening out here. Uh, but it's it's largely where we thought it kind of would be four weeks ago. 
Before we go any further, I should mention that Bodhi is joining us on behalf of Scorebook Live, the official digital partner of the CIF state and all of their properties, all of the different sections. Bodhi, thank you very much again for joining us. Anything in that that mid to lower half of it? Because right now it, it's it's Saints and Cathedral 1 and 2 waiting for that holy bowl to happen and sort of everything will ripple out from there. But anything else that kind of strikes you? Uh, Grossmont's looked really good so far. Obviously, you brought up their offense earlier, so they've jumped in at number nine. Uh, they'll get another good test with Olympian this week. Um, Madison's offense has looked really good. I think they're they're just on the cusp right now, the first team out. Um, and San Diego High, they just they keep moving, they keep running the ball, and, and no one's been able to shut them down yet. Tommy, give me a little bit of reaction and analysis, or just wild punditry. Uh, any any general formation of English words and sentences uh, put together about the the top 10 i will do my best there no the two teams that stick out to me in the top 10 are mission hills and oceanside two teams that have been historically in, it in the last five years and kind of dropped off a little bit they seem to be back especially oceanside a team that we all kind of forget about up there in that north county because all the teams are so good but oceanside definitely coming on strong this year as well as mission hills there's a lot of talk who's gonna play quarterback all that kind of stuff but they seem to have figured it out up there in grizzly land I think that it is, to me, quite interesting seeing that this looks very similar to the last couple of years, but at the same time, sort of jumbled around and in a bizarro, flipped up version of the last couple of years. We've seen uh, Helix usually at that one spot running away with it all season, duking it out with Tory and Cathedral, but now Cathedral has become the definitive number one. Helix and Tory kind of slinked back. Tommy, like you mentioned, Mission Hills struggle to find their identity post-Jack Tuttle. They are slowly climbing the ranks. Oceanside is back in it. Grossmont's back in it. Lincoln continues to climb. Carl's... It, it's the same cast of characters, but in a very new formation. I will say, though, that when I look at the others receiving votes category. That's where I get the most interested because this is the most jam-packed field that I can remember in the last maybe even five years of there are, what, seven teams right now in the others receiving votes? I think it might be in every single division too. Maybe I gotta check. Well, not division five. I think, I think four. Eight now. teams in the other receiving votes. Um, Tommy, you want to say that one more time? Yeah, I think divisions four and up are all represented either in the others receiving votes or in the top ten. So kind of a wide variety of teams. Yeah, division three is the lowest. Uh, San Diego moved up from last year. Um, So still can be on that kind of borderline because of of how, you know, they're still proving themselves to be that level of competition. But I I look at it and... Wait, hold on. Hilltop three or four? Hilltop is three. Oh, wow. Okay, never mind. Yeah, Wesleyan's on the move, man. Um, But I look at it and and that that to me is... You slip, and, and you're not falling from eight to ten. You're falling from eight to off the board. Mm. You, you, the last couple of years, it's it, you know we we've had these bishops teams. Oh, they're running away with it, but you can't really put them higher than eighth because you're like eh, that. They have twenty two dudes on their squad, and you can't really make it to that next next argument. So one through six kind of just play, uh, you know, a little uh, musical chairs, if you will. It wouldn't surprise me if we see madison jump from off the board to seventh if there's a chaotic week or if lcc goes to fifth if there's a you know uh, thunder and lightning just crashing every like this is going to be very interesting to see do we get into the first year ever where 
there are high-powered D2 and D3 teams just bollywhopping their way into that top 10. So I, I'm very excited. Yeah, it seems like even with all the teams down the bottom half of the top 10 and all the teams receiving votes, they're all playing good opponents this week and upcoming weeks. So they'll have the opportunity. If someone slips, they'll find their way and jump right in. Coach Simons, any punditry from you before we get going? Hey, the mic's caught that. that She's on the podcast. Um, Cut that out for sure. All right, so let's move on to the game preview section, if we will. And we always like to get started with the out-of-section games because we're a biasly pro San Diego show. So uh, we are just going to more or less give you the the who's who and the what's what of everybody that's headed out of section or hosting somebody uh, from the non-section. Rancho Buena Vista, they will be at Elsinore. Bodie... Anything on Elsinore or, or just give us the RBV side of things? What do you see here? Yeah, so Longhorns have struggled to score. It's the post-Dorian Richardson era, uh, and Elsinore's averaging 275 on the ground. So, Escondido Charter, they will be at Hamilton. Yeah, it's it's rare early on. They have a common opponent in Temecula Prep. Escondido Charter lost by five and Hamilton by 36, so you got to favor the White Tigers. Palos Verdes is at Madison. This game last year had a decent amount of... Uh, off-field, on-field sort of tension to it. It, it got a little dicey. Um, so Madison coming for blood, I'm assuming. Yeah, Madison won uh, last year. Obviously, Palos Verdes is going to be looking for revenge. Uh, Palos Verdes took down Mission Hills 28-15 to start the year this year, so we know what type of quality they have. Yeah, and their second game was against uh, CDM, Corona Del Mar. They lost by 10 points, but that's a very, very good CDM team with a very good offense. The Bishop School and Tyler Buckner, who uh, put up 700 29,246. <laughs> Pretty close. Like I Sideways look, eight. Yeah, seriously. I want to actually see if he can put up 1,000 yards in a single game uh, this season, but they will be at Rosamond. Yeah, Bishop's 129 points the last two weeks. Looks like Buckner's 110% back. The knee brace is off, so I would expect much of the same. It was like watching Forrest Gump shed the, <laughs> the leg braces last week. He went from from uh, but a boy to a man in in front of our eyes. Uh, East- Have you seen Rosamond's logo, by the way? It's like a roadrunner, road road but yeah, he looks kind of messed up. He looks like a little bit, he looks like he got a, you know. Well, we'll put it on the poll <laughs> at SD Prep Insider. Have you seen a non-messed up looking roadrunner ever well, he before? Like, he looks a little crooked. I don't know. I was looking earlier. Rosamond High School is next to an exotic feline breeding compound. So I'm not sure if that has anything maybe, to do with it. Maybe the one of the felines <laughs> took a bite out of the Rosamond roadrunner. Once again, if you want to find any of our uh, polls at SD Prep Insider on all of the social media, first one, like I said, is do all runners look a little messed up? That's going to make a lot of sense without a context. That's why That's why we tweet afterwards uh, for people to check out our poll. Oh, he's on the helmet. Um, Next game we got of the non-section games is Eastlake at San Jacinto. Eastlake 0-3 right now, but 0-3 after taking on three of the toughest opponents they can get their hands on. This one not necessarily a huge deviation from that, but Bodie... I'm thinking that Eastlake gets in the W column this week. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they've started off first three top 10 Darn teams right you in agree. the county. Uh, they put up 24 last week on Lincoln. I think the offense is finally getting moving. Uh, the big thing they've got to address so far is no fourth quarter points. So I think they'll do that and they'll win. They'll get their first win this week. Also, San Jacinto, a very, very overrated episode of Black Mirror. So mm. not a fan. I, and I, I didn't think the episode was very good. I, other people thought it was. I didn't think it was very good. Uh, from what I remember, the the music, like the soundtrack to it was, was one of the more like takeaway things that it was just, it got circulated a lot on Spotify and it was Maybe. one of the more hipster yeah. uh, music uh, composed. I'm a very thing. mainstream music kind of guy. 
believe it or not. Okay, well, we'll put that on the poll. Uh, <laughs> how do you identify musically, hipster or mainstream? Um, at SD Prep Insider, like I said, on the polls. We'll be back in just a second with our group games where we're going to play some toss-up and see what well, we got. One more. Lincoln at San Clemente. Oh! Oh! I forgot about that one. I apologize, Lincoln. It has more to do with the fact that Connor Moore set from Scorebook Live bounced on us from rehashing uh, the, like, the rundown. I always mess up the rundown. Uh, Lincoln at San Clemente. Lincoln, um, the last couple of weeks, trying to find that identity, st- yeah. struggling a little bit. Coach Simons, anything to say on this game? Oh, she said she loves Lincoln in this game. Yep, that's what she said a lot. She never says it loud enough. <laughs> Somebody turn her mic. Why is her mic not on? Her, all right, we're having audio technical issues, but she's nodding along here. Um, talk to us about Lincoln versus San Clemente, because San Clemente has been a uh, an invading force against San Diego this year. Yeah, San Clemente's 3-0 and so far against San Diego teams. They had their best test last week at La Costa Canyon. They, they pulled one out 13-12. to uh, Lincoln, the last two weeks for El Camino and Eastlake, they've been a little sloppy. They've they've recovered and won both times. But if they're going to beat San Clemente on the road, they need to really recover and be sharp this week. And right. I will say this, too. San Clemente, really tough environment to play in. I saw a game there. They get loud. The whole community gets behind it. So there's going to be a lot of people there. So it'll be a fun environment for the kids to play in. Because I honestly think there's nothing better than going on the road to a loud place and making them be quiet. So I think Lincoln's got them covered in this game. But, again, they're going to have to get used to the loud crowd noise because it will be loud there. We'll put it on the poll before we go to break. Is the best part of football silencing a road crowd? We'll be back at SD Prep Insiders. Week four preview show brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee with our group games. Welcome back to San Diego Prep Insiders week four high school preview show brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee at blastradiuscoffee.com. Bodie De Silva. Tommy Morris, Christian Pedersen, Coach Simons is floating around in the background getting all the logistics done. We still have not figured out how to get her mic fixed, though. Hopefully we have that back by the end of the show because she has been dropping hot take after hot take after hot take uh, all break long. Um, No, wait, no. No, It's still not working. Sorry. Um, All right, guys, first game, Cathedral Catholic at Helix. Who wants to take this one first? Bodie, I think you had a pretty <laughs> stern opinion about this game. Yeah, Cathedral's been dominant so far, especially the last two weeks. They showed versus Saguaro, they'll run the ball all over you. They showed versus Centennial, DJ Ralph can throw it all over and beat you. Um, it's a big opportunity for Helix, but to be honest, I like Cathedral, and I, I think they'll win pretty big. Several uh, touch, coach, coach, se- coach, several please, touchdowns. Wait. <laughs> several touchdowns. Wait, Casey, you need to say that a little bit. Li- oh, yeah, like, just, at this point, Casey, please just come and say it into one of our mics. Yours isn't working. <laughs> Ah, okay. We can't, we can't figure it. Technology be darned. We need a boom mic. We do, we do need a boom mic. <laughs> that would have picked up the noise. Um, I, I think it'll be closer. I think Cathedral will win this, but I think it'll be by about a touchdown. Helix can, because they can run the ball, and it takes time when you run the ball, I think the amount of possessions will be lower than these teams are used to. So, uh, yeah, I think Cathedral has the upper hand, and it's hard to not pick them, given the fact that they're, what, number five in the state now? Three uh, in the state? Yes, but number, some but, but number one in our hearts. And number, yeah, exactly. So it's hard to pick against a team that's been doing that well so far this season. But so, so I'm not exactly. <laughs> but I, I think it will be close. I don't. I think Helix is not forgotten last year. So I, Cathedral by touchdown. I will go much closer to that one than Bodie's ridiculous <laughs> boat racing wins the running clock going to start type comment. Uh, next one, 
Mission Hills at Carlsbad. I will take the first reaction to this one and say, oh my goodness, I'm so happy this game matters so much more than I think a lot of people thought it would at the beginning of the season. Um, Both of these teams in the top 10, both of these teams looking very good. One of these teams coming off a blowout win, one of these teams coming off a decently blowout loss. This one will be to decide, I think, the next couple weeks worth of trajectory of whether or not a team's playing catch-up or getting ahead. I have Carlsbad winning it simply because it is at Carlsbad. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be at this one. Uh, Mission Hills has won five straight in this series since they started playing, obviously, when Mission Hills began the school. Um, Carlsbad's at home. I think there's a lot of pressure to win the big one to start out league, and it is retro night, as the Carlsbad loud crowd has informed us. So I've got Carlsbad. How old are we? What year is retro night? That's a good question. question of the night. Uh, we'll put it into different decades. What counts as retro night now? It's like this early 2000s At now? SD Prep Insider on all of the social media. Tommy. Um, no, now I'm worried that I'm going to retro. Are you worried or are you more excited that you have the dopest possible? That reference alone might be a retro reference. But do you do you get excited maybe that you then can step up and say, look, I have amazing early 2000s gear to wear. I haven't changed. I've worn the same kind of clothes since 2005. So I think, yeah, I can pretty much safely say that I. it would be kind of nice if that becomes retro. I'm just like, I'm in. I'm in at that point. These things come in cycles, Christian. You, Bodie, you, Bodie, well, it depends. Depend. Bodie, uh, Bodie being the actually most hip, well, other than Coach Simons, uh, who's always dressed immaculately, um, but I'm sure she won't come share any fashion tips because her mic doesn't work. Uh, Bodie is actually the most fashion forward out of any of us, as we learned last year He's with the shoes. sneaker game, man. Yeah, um, it ends at the shoes. Though. Yeah, I think Bodie does not care about any article <laughs> of clothing except for the sneakers. It's about right. Safe to say. All right, what game are we on? Oh, Carlsbad Mission Hill. Did you give any sort of take on the game, or did you just start talking about No, I, my brain started going off in its own. You know like how I get sometimes, where I just kind of sort of drift away, and then I forget what we were talking about. But I, I think Carlsbad will win this game. They're off to a strong start this season. They've been kind of on the upswing in the last couple of years, so. Give me Lancers. Who would have figured that the year after Asa Turner graduates, they mm. get, like, universally really good? Uh, Valhalla at Hilltop. Keegan Baker from Valhalla will be joining us later in the show. Hilltop getting top 10 votes for the first time since... It's been quite some time, it's yeah. Been not since I've been in the poll, but... Not since I've been alive, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that shit might not be true. Well, let's ask know, a really Hilltop legend, can. Coach Simons. Coach, when was the last time that Hilltop was in the top 10 for football? 2014. Her mic, it just doesn't work. I just don't get it. Why? Why can't we? Uh, okay, whatever. We need that boom mic. Um, we need. We should just get a boom mic operator, and not even have it on. I always think that guy's like hilarious. He just stands <laughs> there in the corner of the room. Just. This might be the best hilltop team in school history. Yeah, 45 points per game so far. Um, both teams are undefeated, which is fun coming in. Um, they haven't played since 1990. I was really interested that that it's been that long of a drought for these two to play. That was a win for Valhalla back then. Um, I'm going to go with Hilltop at home. Uh, I think very high scoring, but I'll go with the Lancers. I'll go with Valhalla here. I, I like the running game with Keegan Baker. That's tough to stop. And there's nothing more demoralizing than when a guy's just running right down your throat and you can't stop it even when you know it's coming. So I like Valhalla. But shout out to Hilltop. Shout out to Coach Wesling in general because, I mean, it wasn't that long ago he, he was, you know, trying to get this program started that didn't have a field. You know, he's making protein shakes out of, like, buckets. And he, I'll give him a lot of credit to, to this program getting to where it is because he really, really helped build that thing from the ground up. It certainly, to me, this feels almost like Hilltop present and Hilltop uh, of 
of three years ago in Valhalla. Like Valhalla is the quickly turning it around because they've got a new vibe and a new culture and a new. Uh, I actually have kind of hate that we're installing a new culture cliche in football, but that you have to use it sometimes. Oh, man, that Keegan Baker thing, it, it's hard to stop. And it'll be interesting because Hilltop is such a pass-heavy offense. Uh, I don't know, man. Vista at Morse. Vista, uh, again, I will remind everybody. Desmond Taua is throwing touchdown. They, their running back core and is throwing touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Booby Miles references, baby. <laughs> Y'all want to win. You put Booby in. Um, quick side note, and we'll ask this around the room to everybody. What's the better version? And I no, I swear if anybody answers the book. I was going to say the book. I was going to say the book. Uh, the, the book on tape. Ooh. Never mind. I'm sorry. I even asked. I was going to say, which one do you like better? The, which the, 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 the movie, the movie or the TV show of Friday night lights, but Bodie answers book on tape. Well, obviously the book, but Are you talking about actual cassette tape, Bodie, maybe like e-reader. Well, wait, can I, who, wait, who, wait, who e-reads it? Is it the, is it the author? Is it Billy Bob Thornton? Is it, is what it is it? Uh, Edward James Olmos? Buzz Bissinger, wasn't it? It is yeah, Buzz yeah, Bissinger. Buzz Bissinger. Wait, uh, do, do you know it'd be a fun career being an e-reader? Because especially someone like me who's not the strongest reader, because <laughs> you get some of it wrong, you know? <laughs> you gotta, you may or may not get the exact sentence for you. You well, really wait, never know. Coach, what was that? <laughs> it's part of the charm, Coach. It's part of the charm. I actually kind of like, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like when you go to Corvette Diner and the, the waiter just kind of messes with you, he doesn't really know what's going on. He's just like, he doesn't really know how to read, you know? You get, you, you get halfway through a paragraph, you're Oh, like, whoops, yeah, sorry. That, like, that, what the yeah, hell yeah. did I just read? Sorry, let me re, let me go back to that sentence. I read it wrong. Hold on. And you get you just leave it in. You don't edit it out. It's a little more authentic, I think. You answer a text message. Yeah. No, good sorry, I actually can't type. No, I literally can't type without making a typo. Is, am I the only one who can't? Is it, are my thumbs too big for a phone? Like, I don't. I really can't do it. I also uh, can't spell very well, which is all. There's a lot of red lines everywhere. It's very, very stressful. I should just talk on the phone. But um, yeah, what were we saying? Oh this no, so, Morse is what we were talking about. No, no. The actual answer is: if you're a football fan, you like the movie better. If you're not, you like the TV show better. Forgot. Yeah, that's. This <laughs> at Morse. Yeah, two run-heavy teams. I think it'll be one of the quickest games in the county this week. Uh, they're combining to average 91 points per game. I like Vista. Um, I was surprised to learn, though, it'll be the 35th all-time matchup for two teams that are not located near each other. Two into these numbers. Oh, I love oh, it. This was cute when it was the Loyola and Saints tied. By in the way, Vista's won 10 in a row. Where'd you find that stat? Sports I'll send on you the side? Ooh, 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 it's in the link. Is, um, it, is it sports on the side? It's not. Oh. He's pretty good about that. Shout out Kevin. Okay, I right. love Kevin Bear, especially for the reading of tweets in his voice. Like, you know how oh, like, yeah. you can read people's tweets in their voices, and I read yours in a dyslexic, dyslexic panic voice? Yeah. Um, but with Kev every fourth word said Kevin, wrong. Kevin, Kevin Bear comes in with, the, with just the, the, the appropriate criticism of your grammatical structure of a tweet. To, to find a, a, fi a and he's, he's always right. There's going to be always there's right. going to be one time where he's wrong, and I'm going to dunk on you, Kevin. You listen <laughs> right now. The one time you're wrong, I'm going to. It hasn't happened yet. I've been dunked on by Kevin multiple times. So we, 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 should we put it on the poll? Is sports on the side the gatekeeper of truth itself? Yeah, he'll probably like it, and then he'll respond yes. <laughs> All right, fair, fair enough. Bodie, did we did we get a prediction from you on this game? Yeah, I'm going to go Vista here. Um, I will go Morse. I think that. 
this one comes down to a, I'm not going to say ridiculous shootout because I thought that that was going to end the other with the Kearney game, which we put on those those points wise. Um, but, you know, still fun. Uh, we have a ton more games to get to uh, when we get back with week four of the San Diego Prep Insider Show brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee. Talk to you in a second. We welcome you back to the San Diego Prep Insider Week 4 High School Football Preview Show. Christian Pedersen. Bodie De Silva, Tommy Morris. Who we just found out has uh, been approached multiple times to take statistics tests. despite re- college kids. Despite admitting in a previous segment on this show that he struggles with the basic concept of reading out loud. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> hey, you know what? Reading, I'm very good at math. I, I will stick by my math skills 100%. My reading skills, not there. All right, so Tommy Morris has a slate of games to tackle for us. For Mount Miguel <laughs> at SFC, the Matadors taking on the Eagles. What do you got here, Tommy? Yeah, we got the Matadors, Eagles, uh, Santa Fe Christian. Just coming off a loss. Again, we, we mentioned in the beginning of the year they got a lot of seniors to replace. Done a pretty good job. Stephen Britton has been great on the ground for them. Um, it's a typical, typical, typical Santa Fe Christian team where they barely throw. Kean Hogan, their leading passer with 10 yards. So... They're going to try and pound it Wait, on the ground. on the season? The average, average per game, sorry. That's not, that's not much more than well, on the season. Well, three games. So yeah, I was going to say, it. that's not much above actually just being on the season. You want me to do the math in my head really quick? Just uh, please, please do. Yeah, that, that'd be uh, 32.1, yeah, 32.1 yards. If you're averaging 10 yards a game. No, 10.7. Oh, you said 10.7. Okay, yes, fair enough. Because it ends up with 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6, 6 repeating, which rounds up to 0.7. Good, because I don't think a Christian school can go point six six six. Oh yeah, you got to put 0.7. <laughs> San Ysidro, uh, you got anything more on that one or move on to the next one? Uh, do you guys want to pick the game or anything like that? You no, that's not what these segments are for. These are just informational segments. Uh, at, uh, San Ysidro is at Crawford. San Ysidro looking for their first win of the season. Crawford looking to bounce back from a tough one last week. What do you got here, Tommy? Yeah, tough game last week for Crawford. San Ysidro only a seven-point loss at the beginning of the year to Mission Bay. Mission Bay team we didn't really know much about, but after week two, uh, sorry, they, they played La Jolla High tough in week two, played UC tough in week three. So that bodes well for San Ysidro. I think we're going to have a tight game here just because, again, these two teams match up really well against each other. Next game we got is Christian, the Patriots. They're going to be at Monta Vista. Tommy, two teams that like to run the ball a lot. What do you got here? Yeah, Monta Vista obviously missing their main guy from last year, and I don't want to dwell on last year too much, but Christian, another team that's kind of bouncing back. I think Christian will win this game just because they have less pieces to replace. Obviously, Monta Vista, you're replacing one of the best backs in the county, and it's tough to do that with one dude. Mar Vista is at Coronado. What do you got here for us, Tommy? At Coronado with a tough loss last week to El Cajon Valley, and then Coach Hines with a very, very heartfelt uh, post on Twitter about it. I, I freaking love – the thing about Coach Hines that I love is he has, like, a national following, but we're the only ones who really know what happened in his games. You know what I mean? So I I, I do – I love that. Um, Ash Bibbs for <laughs> – sorry, did I get too emotional there? No. no so Ash Bibbs is going to be the guy for Coronado. He's a quarterback. He's averaging th- – 138 yards per game. He also runs the ball. He'll run the ball for about uh, 60 yards per game uh, for, for those guys. I, I think they do come away with the win here. Mar Vista team that's going to give them, you know, they'll give them a good game. Uh, Mar Vista, in, in common opponents, Mar Vista has beaten Classical Academy where Coronado has not. So I think it'll be a very close one, but I believe Coronado will come away with the win. Yeah, to me, the big thing is just that Coronado or I mean, you Mar, Mar, Coronado. Mar Vista 
from what I've seen, has that secondary. They're ball hawks. So if Coronado has to throw deep in the game, it's going to be an issue. If they can keep it short and sweet, they will most likely come away with the dub there. Olympian Noah Laxina, we miss you right now, man, is at Grossmont. Olympian last week holds Tory Pines to a, uh, a, a sultry 10 points. So can their defense hold the second-best offense in San Diego section history to some sort of a limited night, or or is Grossman going to break open the flood doors? Yeah, the problem with that is, I mean, again, great outing from Olympians defense last week, but this is a completely different offense. You're talking about a wing T running style for Torrey Pines, and you get the the air it out Grossmont type offense. Again, I think this will be a close game. I think Grossmont does win this one, but Olympian very impressive last week, and I don't think we've heard the last from them. Imperial, they are at Valley Center. Tommy. Yes. Take it away. Yeah, I'll take it away. Go Apparently, for it. Where, where's that music coming from? I don't know. I think you're just imagining it. Are you imagining it? No? It. I know. I'm hearing it too. Um, yeah, we got a pair, <laughs> a, pair, a pair of one of two teams. Uh, Frank Selly is going to be the guy for, for Valley Center. going to do most of the work. He's their leading rusher and passer, so that lets you know a little bit about them. Jordan Reed, the main rusher for Imperial. Expect them to turn around and hand him the ball a lot. Like Valley Center, a little bit tougher strength of schedule. Um, so... We, you got to get in the upper hand here just because they're at home. But I think, again, this will be a game that's within one touchdown. Tommy, your alma mater, La Jolla Country Day, so far has thrown for almost all of the passing yards. They just Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, they are at Tri-City Christian. What do you see here? Uh, yeah, they've had a little bit tougher schedule than Tri-City. Again, they play a team from Tijuana that we don't know much about, but it was a really close game. They win that game on the very, very last play. Then they go ahead and win. Um, last week, too, against Classical. Classical team, we kind of have a barometer. We kind of know how good they are. But, I mean, EJ Kritzman, you want to talk about averages. Averages 515 passing yards per game. I believe they have a, a pair of dudes who are at, at the top um, as far as receiving is concerned. Um, they throw the ball a lot. And when you throw the Do ball Do we have an average pass attempts per game on Kreutzmann? Uh, I can look it up right now really fast for you if you can solve for me. But they, I think they throw the ball, and I'm not kidding. It, it has to be over 50 is average, I would, I would guess, because... I think they threw the ball. So, what, so what we're saying game. is that EJ Kreutzmann's arm has taken over for oh, Kale, he's a baseball guy. He's has taken over for Kale Patterson's legs this year. Pretty much, yeah, where so. where Kale Patterson last year for Orange Glen was averaging what about a, a, a fifty rushes a game, something like that. Yeah. So here you hear your passing attempts in three games: thirty six in game number one, fifty eight in the next game, forty six in the next game. So they throw the ball. No, that's not that many. Time. Never mind. I, I was so, gonna write some funny poll question about is are you is your arm tired just thinking about ej kreutzman passing well, but in, no, in the game against the team, well see it, the thing is too so the, the last game they won when you threw 46 times they scored 60 points and they only gave up 26 so they didn't have the ball as much when they played cardenas federal prep from mexico since it was a back and forth game scores 55 46 he had to throw the ball 58 times so if, if it's a close game the kid's gonna throw the ball 60 times That's del, gonna do. del norte at la jolla um before we get started on this game this show being recorded on September 11th, I have to give a moment of honor and remembrance to Brent Woodall, one of La Jolla's most standout athletes across the board, including in football, who perished in one of the towers on September 11th. I got the chance to go back uh, this past year and see the 9-11 memorial and see his photo up on the wall and it, it ripples out in, into all facets of, of American life. So we send our love and prayers to everybody out there who suffered in any way, shape, or form from that event. We say specifically we want to take our chance to remember Brent Woodall, 
and all of the high school athletes out there. So, Tommy, give us a little levity. Del Norte at La Jolla. Yeah, and I will say this too, just about that. I got a chance to go there too this year. And if you're in New York, definitely, definitely something you should go check out. La Jolla, even though the record the record says two and one, and this is going to be a very good La Jolla team. I, they've got a sophomore quarterback going, and they're only going to get better as the season goes on. I know um, in that first game, they, the only loss was the Bishops, and we talked about Bishops being a top 10 team. So this is, that was, and it was a very close loss too. And a game that I'm sure if they would have had it towards the end of the season when you have your sophomore who's starting his first varsity game, do you have him maybe his seventh or eighth varsity game? It comes out differently. But this is going to be a team where I'm not talking about, you know, just now, but I'm talking in the playoffs. It's going to be a force. Del Norte is just not there yet. So I got La Jolla on this one. Scripps Ranch at Mira Mesa. Scripps Ranch keeps on keeping on in their uh, revival, if you will. They are in a renaissance period. They are at Mira Mesa, who got their first win of the season last year. Tommy? Yeah, Mira Mesa going to have to rely on Elijah Thomas a lot. He's averaging 134 rushing yards per game. I'm looking over at the, the Scripps Ranch side, I mean, they, they've looked really good with a 3-0 record. Luke Durkin taking over at quarterback. Looking strong. His dad, of course, the, the, the famous trainer. So you, you know a kid from that upbringing is going to be tough, dude. So I like Scripps Ranch in this one. And a, a team that we have not talked a lot about recently, Scripps Ranch is going to be another one of those teams like La Jolla that has some sort of resurgence this year. Mission Bay at Mountain Empire to close out this block of games. Yeah, Mission Bay at Mountain Empire. Mission Bay with a, a game that they almost beat University. I mean, it was down to the wire, back and forth, one-point game. Um, ends up being the, the difference there. I think that they have Mount Empire a little bit outmatched here um, um, in this one. Clash Osborne, a name you're going to want to know. He's only a sophomore. He plays quarterback for them. Very good player. Evan Agawan, everyone knows who he is already. But Clash Osborne is a kid who we're going to be talking about for the next couple of years. All right. We will be right back on the Orsborn, other... sorry. Orsborn. Clash Orsborn. Or, or isn't born. Well, I, um, in my defense, I can't read. The R and the S, when they're next to each other, they kind of merge. I'm with you on that one. Uh, We'll be right back after this break. And uh, don't don't forget, do remember, don't forget uh, all of our content here at San Diego Prep Insiders brought to you by Blast Radius Coffee. And send out your letters because sometimes they're tricky. Welcome back to the San Diego Prep Insider High School Week 4 preview show for all things San Diego High School football. Christian Pedersen, Bodie Da Silva, Tommy Morris, Coach Simon's floating around in the background. We're still trying to get her mic figured out. We will hopefully get that on. Uh, Keegan Baker is going to be joining us on the show a lot later, a little bit later, because we're, we're, we're now actually down to our last block and a half of games. Bodie De Silva is going to be taking care of this next chunk of, of matchups. Ramona at Mount Carmel. Bodie, take it away. Yeah, Ramona struggled so far, 0-2 at home, which is surprising. That's always been a tough environment. Uh, I like Mount Carmel in this one. The rushing attack, Ty Virgin, Jaden Virgin, I think that puts Mount Carmel over the top. San, D- San Diego at Orange Glen. San Diego now has officially uh, entered into the realm of so deep that they have freshmen getting offers. Yeah, you talk of the freshman, Amari Ari, I believe is how I say it. I'll probably screw it up. Uh, so far, 19 yards. Don't worry, you got four years <laughs> to screw it up. <laughs> Not- <laughs> 19 yards per carry as a as a freshman so far three touchdowns he picked up his first offer from BYU this week uh Cavers as a whole 11 yards per carry I like them here St. Augustine at Otay Ranch Saints have been dominant uh three games so far that really haven't been close they've won six straight versus Otay in this series I think they they keep going and it looks like the Holy Bowl down the road Point Loma at Rancho Bernardo 
Yeah, uh, last year Point Loma won this game ten to seven. Rancho Bernardo at home. I think it's two very even teams, but with the Broncos having homecoming this week, I will go them at home. Torrey Pines at San Pasqual. Yeah, Torrey Pines survived Olympian last week. They gave him a really good test. Uh, these two teams have played 22, 22 times over the years. Really competitive rivalry, the wing T versus the triple option. Uh, I think the Falcons uh, go on the road and get a win this week. But I know Christian disagrees. We've talked about this. Upset alert. Upset alert. We should make an upset alert button. Well, let's hit one of these random buttons on our new soundboard. Uh, boom, yeah, give me turquoise, Which one? Turquoise. That the tur- that's the turquoise one? Oh, that's perfect for the upset alert. Oh, man. Um, Sweetwater at Santana. Yeah, so Santana, 40 points per game so far. They haven't even needed to score in the fourth quarter. Um, I think Sultans win big at home here. Okay. Sounds like a Sultan. <laughs> no, it's, yeah, it's crickets chirping after Bodie's very, very weak take on that. Southwest San Diego at Maranatha Christian. Yeah, both teams have struggled offensively. They're both winless uh, so far. Last year when they played, uh, Maranatha won big. Marinara on omelets. Yes. We remember that. Yes. Take. You should eat that. Everyone eat, eat that right now. As for the game, Maranatha won big last year. Uh, I like Southwest at home. Uh, I think they'll take the one this year. LCC at El Camino in a game that uh, means a ton. Yeah, Avocado League opener for both of them. El Camino had a couple chances two weeks ago against Lincoln. That cost them late and a big win. Uh, LaCosta looked really impressive versus San Clemente. I think they'll win it with their strong defense. O'Farrell at Classical Academy. Yeah, so O'Farrell, I mean, that that first win is going to happen. For Classical Academy, James Duncan, 11 touchdowns so far. Definitely a good dual threat running back. I like Classical here. Last team that we have to talk about is the Central Union Spartans. They get a huge win in El Paso, Texas last week. Congratulations again to them. They take on Gila Ridge. Yeah, Central, you mentioned the big win in El Paso. This will be their biggest test so far. 3-0 Central, 2-0 Gila Ridge. Uh, De Niro Osuna, we know about him, nine touchdowns. Uh, Michael Sullivan at receiver, 19 yards per catch and a couple touchdowns for him so far. That'll do it for that block of games. Stick with us. We got one more set of games to get through, and then uh, Keegan Baker will be joining us from Valhalla. That's what I got. Welcome back to the San Diego Prep Insider High School Preview Show. I am Christian Pedersen, Bodie De Silva, Noah Laxina, Coach Simons are all joining us here. Um, Got one last slate of games to preview before we get around to Keegan Baker from Valhalla joining us. These games, just as important as the rest. Look, we like we like all high school sports. So volleyball, basketball, field hockey. I don't know why I mentioned basketball. It's not basketball season yet. But the point is, if you need other high school sports, make sure you're following along at SD Prep Insider on Twitter and Instagram. If there is anything that you want us to cover, please send it in. We will post it. We will share it. Football games coming up this Friday for week four of the CIF section. We got Rock Academy. They will be at Julian. Calvin Christian Academy, a.k.a. the CCA that does play football. They will be at the San Pasqual Academy. Borrego Springs is at Horizon Prep. Ocean View Christian is at West Shores. Warner is at St. Joseph's. Desert Christian, not to be confused with Desert Christian, as I have it written down here on our rundown, will be at Vincent Memorial 
Brawley in desperate need of a table-setting win. They are going to be at Yuma Catholic. Desert Mirage is at Palo Verde Valley. Southwest El Centro is at Kofa, or Kofa, however you want to say it. Holtville is at Yuma. Foothills Christian, they play host to Avalon. Foothills Christian continues to roll as they are the team to beat in that division. Finally, Instituto Salvatierra will be playing at Calexico as they come up from Mexico to challenge our Bulldogs. That's it for the San Diego section high school football games in week four. Stay tuned for our interview with Keegan Baker, the running back from Valhalla. What's going on, sports fans? Welcome back to the San Diego Prep Insider High School Football Show. Christian Pedersen, Bodie De Silva, Tommy Morris, Coach Simons. Your mic working yet, Coach? Nope. All right, fair enough. We will keep trying to figure out the technical issues there. I got a block of games to talk about, and oh boy, am I excited. Bodie might join in because he too is excited. Tommy is not allowed to join in because he has to prepare for his block of games. We got Montgomery at Kearney. This one, I don't think anybody saw this coming, that Montgomery is coming in as the team to beat in this scenario, and Kearney is looking for a signature win on the season, and this would be a signature win for Kearney Montgomery. This is now becoming the expected territory that they will take care of business at this point, so you got to give a huge shout-out to everybody. I, I mean, look, both of the coaching staffs here have done amazing jobs heading these programs in upward trajectory, but Montgomery continues to do it in really dramatic fashion. So this will be a very good litmus test for the Montgomery Aztecs as they take on Kearney at Kearney. Modern Day Catholic is at University City. Modern Day Catholic and University City, a pair of teams that have both had to run into bishops this season. So you can say that there's a such thing as a common opponent. That's sort of a game, though, at the same time that you kind of got to check off as the it's a nonsensical category because Tyler Buckner exists and that's a whirlwind of a thing this year so a a pair of teams kind of sitting at one and one what do you got in them this week what do you not have in them this week this will be a, a, a a a let's really figure out what both of these teams are about type game modern day a little bit more of the run game Nathan Calvert University City a little more with the pass game and Gunner Gray this should be a very balanced and dynamic matchup Steel Canyon is at Bonita Vista. Steel Canyon, they are in the top 10 again. They are rolling again. They are looking, dare I say, not reminiscent of their state championship team because the the way they're getting it done and the personnel have changed, but they are looking reminiscent in, of their state championship team in terms of they are not a squad you want to mess with. Bonita Vista, however, I feel like they're they're the team this this year down in the South Bay saying uh, who wants some of this smoke like who wants to come get it Benita Vista trying to turn their reputation around. We at San Diego Prep Center kind of come and go on the moral victories existence in the world of football, and this will be one of those where I think Benita Vista has the ability to use this as a moral victory as they sit back and go, okay, look, we didn't win necessarily, but we kept it close. We got on the board. Whatever, there, there are certain benchmarks that you look for there. Steel Canyon, though, the team definitely in the driver's seat for this one. Castle Park is at Fallbrook, and we could very easily be talking about a 4-0 and Castle Park program, which seems light years removed from the Castle Park of recent memory. And 
throw everything out about strength of schedule when you're talking because unbeaten is unbeaten is unbeaten and, and and Bodie Tommy coach Simons you're all welcome to join in on this but I don't think that you can make an argument against undefeated until one okay then at four and one you can start to value strength of schedule and everything like that because right now it, it, perfect ed- execution is perfect execution Chula Vista is at West Hills whole lot of blue involved in the color scheme whole lot of teams feeling blue about the start of their seasons and this will be a chance for one of these squads to uh, turn it around pick up a little momentum as we head into the middle stretch of it all I give the edge to West Hills being at home you got to think that the Wolfpack is 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 ready to strike El Cajon Valley is at Claremont Claremont getting their first dub of the season last week El Cajon Valley though falls into the same category as Castle Park and Montgomery in terms of being some of the undefeated squads here in San Diego. And there's nothing to criticize about it. They got a huge win against Coronado last week. They got an explosive run game. They got a defense that has held teams under 21 points all season long. And, I mean, you can't question the results at that point. It's just, it's it's too much talent for too little expectations or too little context around it, if you will. And and the, the Braves are really delivering. Patrick Henry is at El Capitan. The Patriots messing around with a little something this year. I think that they're... I, I go up into that, uh, that, that upper higher questioning octave just out of, you know, you give up almost 70 to Morse in week one. And that can make some people go, oof. There's some questions there, but then also you look at you know Morse is now a two and zero impressive team, and 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 it puts that loss into a little bit better context of, of nothing to worry about. Poway, they are at Escondido uh, in a North County matchup that should be a fun and interesting evening. Poway and Escondido have both combined for a lot of offense this year, so expect this one to be a high scoring affair. A lot of a a, a lot of um, Bodie, can we say that this one is the value purchase of the night for your ticket? Uh, that you'll get your money's yeah, worth in terms of the offensive setting. Uh, Westview is at Granite Hills in a chance for Granite Hills to further solidify their resume for being in that top ten conversation as they look to bounce back. Hoover is at Francis Parker, uh, a pair of schools that have just been wrong place, wrong time throughout the start of this season. Someone's going to get a win here that's going to going to light the fire, going to jumpstart the offense, going to get the defense, you know, get everything sort of. This is the shakedown cruise for one of these teams that gets them righted and on the way for the rest of the season. Stick around. We'll be right back for another block of games here in the SD Prep Insider Week 4 High School Football Preview Show brought to you by our good friends at Blast Radius Coffee. Search BlastRadiusCoffee.com for all your coffee needs. Okay, we are now joined by one of the most exciting running backs in San Diego County. The most exciting running... It, it, maybe in a year where uh, El Elyon Noah sets history, uh, this guy takes 1A, 1B type status, but Keegan Baker from Valhalla. How are you doing tonight, man? I'm feeling good. I'm getting ready for Friday. All right, so Keegan, before we go any further, I just like we were talking about this when we were when we were getting you on the line. Uh, we posted last week 
a TBT to you calling out uh, that you deserve to be on our RBU segment last year. And one of the comments on Instagram, uh, and I, I got I to gotta dial this up, is it says, Keegan has no regard for human life when he has the ball in his hands. How does it feel to have a running style where the public identifies that you have zero regard for human life? Uh, it feels good that people can finally notice it. Uh, that's how I run. Not going to go down easy. So, I mean, let, let's start with the beginning. You guys coming into this season, there's a lot of questions. What is good? How does an 0-10 team turn it around? And you literally run just straight through the middle for 200, 300, 400,000 type yards against University City. And you don't slow down from there. What has this season been like for you? Uh, it's, it's been nice. It's a big change in, inj- uh, in energy around campus. And uh, I think it, it has to do with our big senior class now we have on the team. We, we went from, uh, we had about like 10 seniors last year, and now we have like 25 or something like that. And uh, it's big. We got a good energy going. Well, what changed? Why did everyone stick around finally? Uh, I think we just got commitment. I, I don't know what brought it. We just, you know, Ethan and I on defense, Ethan's on the defense, the captain. We just kind of, we got our friends to come out, and um, they're, they're sticking with it now. They're committed. So through two games so far, you're averaging 10 yards per carry. What's been oh. the- <laughs> What's been the biggest thing to kind of allow you to do that? Obviously, your running style, but offensive line stepped up, or what's been the key for you? Oh, big time on our O-line. Our O-line looks good. And actually, a really big thing is our receivers are blocking downfield. They're getting that secondary, and that's helping. That's opening up a lot. We're going to put it on the poll. Is averaging 10 yards per carry video game level numbers? Because that, that just doesn't even seem real to me. No, because nobody runs in video games. Because <laughs> But, uh, Keegan, so obviously he's really early on in the season. But what has been your favorite run so far this season? Uh, it's got to be against UC. I, I got a spin move up the middle, and then I hit the outside, and I got a nice stiff arm straight up. It was like 70 yards, I think. You got the spin move and the stiff arm in on the same play. My goodness, that's just going yeah, at that's I mean, going at it as as Noah would say, the disrespect, man, the disrespect. Yes, so you know, for you personally, I, I'm sure that it, it, it's not easy to go through those those losing seasons where you have to just keep saying to yourself, "Look, this is gonna turn around. This is gonna turn around." Where does that fire come from, though, to keep working through through an off season after a season like that and, and reach this year? Uh, I mean, yeah, it was like you said, real tough. I think, I think getting seeing that we're not getting any attention and just kind of you know having people turn on us kind of just feel it more. You know, makes you want to win and makes you want to turn it around and shut people up and send you down. You know. So, of the eight touchdowns so far, you mentioned the one earlier with the spin move and the stiff arm, but what do you think has been the best, or your favorite touchdown, at least, of the eight so far? Um, uh, I don't know. I, the, the first one against UC felt good. I mean, it was the first touchdown of the season. You know, they thought I was down, and I bulldozed through about two or three people. That one felt good. So, coming up this week, you guys got Hilltop at Hilltop, and then I just... You know, I want to give people, uh, I know you're going to tell me you're going to take it one game at a time, but I want to give people a little sample of what you guys got coming up later this season. You'll have to take on Grossmont eventually. You'll have to take on Helix, Steel Canyon, Granite Hills. Four teams that have received top 10 votes. That's got to excite you when you see your offense clicking this early and knowing that 
someone somewhere in that list of teams is going to not take you guys seriously enough and, and you're going to you're going to get a shot to take down a giant oh yes sir i mean that's exactly what we're looking for i mean like you said obviously one game at a time but i mean you have some opportunities towards the end of the year to really showcase what we can do and uh, put, put us on the map even more Okay, so Keegan, let's break away from football for a little little bit and let's help the people here in San Diego or around the world, whoever's listening, get to know you a little bit better. Where is the best Mexican food in San Diego and what do you get there? Uh, I mean, I got to go with Tacos El Gordo for sure. Uh, I got I get the Autobato tacos there. Oh, not the Autobato fries? Well, I mean, Ooh. honestly, I'm more of an out about a moolah guy when it comes to those. Those moolahs are good, but uh, I'll go fries every every now and then. Okay, okay. Uh, what do, what video game? If you had to dominate at one, like if, if you had if you had to say like, look, like, I can win this. What but what video game do you dominate at? It, it's got to be 2K, 100. percent All right. So this upcoming 2K, uh, are you a Lakers guy? Are you a Clippers guy? Are you a Nets guy? Who are you playing with? Oh, I mean, I gotta stay true to my team. Thunder fan for too long. I mean, it's gonna be oh. tough, but oh, that's team. brutal for this year. That's too bad. No, I, that's I know. Who, who's gonna be your go-to guy though? Now that you don't have uh, PG or Westbrook. Also, we're gonna put on the poll. Do yeah. you feel bad for Keegan Baker being a Thunder fan? <laughs> it's gonna be a tough one for sure. Tommy, ask it again. Oh yeah. So who's gonna be your go-to guy in 2K now? Because if you're playing with the Thunder, you lose your two alphas. I guess who, who are you gonna shoot with? I'm going to move the ball around in the paint here, you know. Use my power forward, some, some layups. I don't need to shoot. Oh, man. When you're counting on layups, you know that that is uh, a, certainly a, a different style of, uh, of, of of basketball that you're playing. Uh, Keegan, I have seen a lot of Friday nights and into the other sports, and, and I will say that Valhalla has an an actually pretty insane fan base. I know that... Uh, basketball is not necessarily football, but the basketball fans last year for the championship, one of the greatest outings I've ever seen from a fan base. Talk to us what kind of a surge you've seen in in the fans showing up on Friday night and how cool that is to have people back coming out under those lights. Oh, it's real good. Yeah, you talk talk about basketball season. We we wanted to feed off that too. We wanted to get the same outing that we used to, and we got at basketball and uh Big change from last year. I mean, we had games last year where we couldn't fill the stands at all. And uh, first game out, we, we had a good outing. And now people are starting to – they're starting to they're, – they're supporting us big time. And it, it's we're just going to build off and roll with the energy. They're going to build off it and roll with all the energy. He will be out there uh, running the ball with zero regard for human life. His name is Keegan Baker. Hey, man, thank you very much for joining us. Best of luck this Friday, once again, at Hilltop High School, 7 p.m. this Friday. Go check him out leading the Vol Hall in Norseman. Keegan Baker, thank you very much for joining us.